It's the million dollar Bitcoin episode of the podcast that has its radar sights set firmly on crypto. And I'm joined, as usual, by Vegas, Darren Klein. How's it hanging, Darren? Uh, it's, it's going good. Yeah, you know, summer. I love summer. The, the, you know what the, I like the, about summer, if I look back in history, is, you know, there tends to be kind of a lag in Bitcoin. And then towards the end of summer, there's usually a nice run up. Oh, you're one of those Bitcoin uh, pumps in summer folks, are you? It's the fact. You're a disciple. <laughs> Not you... during summer. It's usually kind of lags during summer. But at the end of summer, in the fall, it starts going. And we're talking about million-dollar Bitcoin today. We are talking about million-dollar Bitcoin. Has that played out every year or just like once? It's a pretty good pattern. It's a pretty uh, <laughs> steady pattern. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm buying it, to be honest. I remember last year. I'm not sure about... Uh, it had a good run. It, it broke past 14K in the summer last year. It did. Summer. It did. It did, absolutely. It's still a long way shy, however, of the $250,000 BTC projection by early 2023, as Tim Draper said would happen and if it doesn't he said he'll eat a raw egg which is a little bit different from what uh john mcafee <laughs> threatened to eat and do so on live television considerably less risky i know i know right what would you rather eat uh, <laughs> don't answer definitely that. the raw <laughs> egg definitely the raw egg i'll go for that yeah yeah, no, it's interesting. It's an interesting argument, you know, and uh, I think, you know, you can find opinions ranging anywhere from, you know, zero dollars like Peter Schiff to a million dollars and uh, anywhere in between. I mean, you've, I've seen predictions of very precise amounts. I don't know if you saw the one where it was $467,253 or something like I forget which expert that was that was projecting that price, uh, you know, based on, you know, this and that mathematics. But let's look today at what is the reality of Bitcoin ever reaching a million dollars and you know do you think it's even possible or when might that happen what do you think I think anything's possible I I, I think what's more realistic is that it is that it, it would be looking for it exceeding the market cap of gold paper plus physical okay now we talked about this so, before and when I looked at the topic of gold I was looking at bullion so actual physical gold which in the market today stands at a value if you took all the gold in the world filled those two olympic sized swimming pools with it you'd have which really doesn't take up that much space uh you'd have about nine trillion dollars right that's in physical yeah. gold yeah now you talk about paper gold what kind of value is there sitting in paper gold that people are just trading back and forth yeah i thought there was a, i did know this I'm looking, I'm looking it up now. Um, so you, you, yeah, I've got, I'm getting eight, eight trillion for physical. Yeah. It's up bullion. and down between eight and nine trillion in that range. Now, while you're looking that up, I'll just talk about what I was going to say about this comparison. Um, you know, if you had parity with gold, physical gold in Bitcoin, because Bitcoin itself, I'm talking physical Bitcoin, not derivatives, not ETFs, whatever physical Bitcoin. Well, as physical as it gets, yep, yep. um, you know, would result if it had parity with gold, $9 trillion, uh, a Bitcoin would be about a half a million dollars, about $500,000. Because there's Correct. currently about 18 million in circulation. You take that, 
you multiply, blah, blah, blah. You get around that, around that mark. Right now, Bitcoin at about $10,000 per coin. Yep. So $180 billion in Bitcoin right now, right? Yeah, $166 billion. Anyway, let me talk about this while you're looking up this paper gold thing here, right? Yeah. You've got... And not a single fucking twat is trying to fucking nominal ton equivalent. The fuck does that mean? What the fuck is nominal ton equivalent? Is that paper gold? I don't know, man. I, I don't know a whole lot about the paper gold side of things. I'll talk about the physical gold side of things. Physical okay. gold, bullion, uh, you're looking at about $9 trillion. Ah, okay. So, okay. And sorry, I'm just going to jump in. Paper gold is about that as well. Okay. So if you took the two together, you got about $18 trillion. Mm, Yep. So then if I compare it to Bitcoin, currently its market cap is about $180. 70 billion you were saying 167 billion and if it were at 10k it would be 180 billion dollar market cap for bitcoin correct yeah because you got about 18 million of them times 10,000 right yeah so if you take a a 1.8 trillion dollar market cap which is still only a quarter less than a quarter of the market cap of gold you're talking a hundred thousand dollars per bitcoin Mm -hmm. right and that's with a, a market cap that's not far off from one or two big corporations like Apple or Google. So to me, a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin is very much within reach, you know, and very, very, very possible. A million. That's another story. When you're talking a million, you're talking, that's a pretty huge jump. You're talking all physical gold, all paper gold equivalent to Bitcoin's market cap. That's a huge jump. Now, so in the course of time, maybe, but I don't know about... You're making a kind of feasi- feasibility argument. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of how much money is moving around in the world. I mean, you know, you take a situation, say like uh, Maduro in Venezuela and this British court saying, nope, you can't have your gold, right? So somebody like that might say, you know what? Fine, we're going to start using Bitcoin instead. And we're going to settle in Bitcoin because then we don't need your stupid gold right mm-hmm. and uh take one or two countries doing that and you start to creep into that gold circulation but to take over the entire circulation of gold in paper and physical gold that's an enormous amount of money it is an enormous amount of money um but it, i mean it is the grayscale argument right it is the it is the bullish for bitcoin argument that it is a natural replacement for clunky heavy metal well and i i can see that happening but i don't see it eating gold like gold's gonna still be around oh yeah yeah for sure for sure i don't i don't and and i i would agree i don't see it replacing gold i see it perhaps complementing gold um Mm -hmm. i don't think it's beyond the realm to think of bitcoin as matching the market cap of gold so I've just looked up global GDP, um, and in 2019, it was $142 trillion. So this is annually. That's how much money is being, uh, how much value is being created per year. It'll be You're obviously. talking all value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so gold, rep- gold plus paper gold represents... 18 trillion, you said? Yeah, represents about 10%, about 12%. Of that, 
you add in um, investments in with pension funds and you know i mean mm-hmm. there there is a hell of a lot of money that can be moved into bitcoin should people choose to move it into bitcoin if that level of demand if, if we see that if we hit those levels of demand i think all bets are off i, I don't think million dollar bitcoin is out of the question i don't see it happening overnight obviously but i, I think it's very much uh, on the cards as being potential and in fact i'll go as far as to say if it doesn't hit if bitcoin doesn't achieve a level of of a market cap equivalent to physical gold within the next i'm going to give it four or five years i think we might say that the uh drop gold campaign has failed and that bitcoin won't ever be a recognized store of value i think the time for bitcoin to do that is now well, I think there is the other element that you shouldn't forget is that because of the huge amount of money printing going on, mm. that will result in the inflation problem and will result in hard assets rising in value. Gold itself, while it's currently at $18 trillion, in four or five years, the market cap of gold might be $50 trillion. Yeah. In which case, the market cap of Bitcoin being, you know, $18 trillion, wouldn't be that ridiculous. It wouldn't be. Right? At which point it would be a million dollar per Bitcoin, right? Because here's the thing, we tend to forget, we, we don't see inflation, right? We tend to, it's a, it's a very effective way to tax people because it's not that obvious, right? You go to, you know, go out for dinner and it ends up costing you, you know, 10 bucks more than it did last year. And it's not really that noticeable. But at the end of the day, you go, oh man, it's kind of tougher to, you know, save up because of inflation and those hard assets like gold, they are going up in value against the, the dollar. Cash. Yeah. And so yes, right now, all of gold stands at $18 trillion. All the world's wealth stands at 140 trillion or whatever you said. Right. But four or five years from now, that might be three, four, $500 trillion. I mean, the U S literally printed, I think 75% of their entire, uh, treasury in the last few months. Isn't that correct? Like it's, it's yeah, uh, it's something you're not like, far from doubling the amount of money floating around in that system. Right. Which has to carry into inflation at some point. Yep. Um, whether that's this year or not, I don't know. And, and but I, I, I agree with you and, uh, Hugo from LGO last week, um, made the hit in what he called a conservative, uh, prediction that, central banks would start to hold Bitcoin rather than the US dollar, which would be a, a, you know, a kind of a pivot point to increasing demand, institutionalized and, uh, and, and, and legitimized demand for Bitcoin and hard demand, right? Uh, not flippant day trader, crazy whale on, on BitMEX style demand, but, but genuine we keep in this uh, for national security reasons uh, demand. Right. And with that, you have countries that could potentially start mining for Bitcoin in a race to have monetary independence that cannot be controlled through, you know, military might or whatever. Right. So, I mean, if you look at the American dollar, the reason why it's dominant is, is because of the American military. If you look in history, you look at, say people like Gaddafi, Hussein, 
they were rejecting the US dollar and that's why they were killed. That's why they were attacked. And uh, it's to maintain that dominance. And when more and more countries go to unconfiscatable ways of holding their reserves or of gaining independent wealth from other nations like the US, you could see a serious race happening there. And there's no way to stop it other than to race against it. Mm, right. Yeah. So if you look at, say, Iran saying we're going to encourage more mining, right? What can the US do to stop that except mine more themselves, which becomes this, you know, cascading hash war? And that will push prices up. And it, that's where prices can become what seem like irrational prices. I mean, who'd have thought five years ago that Bitcoin would be trading now for almost $10,000 US and people would be like, oh, this is boring. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's done crazy things in its lifetime. There's no reason to expect that it won't continue to do crazy things. Bobby Lee is uh, Charlie Lee's brother. Yeah, is that right? Yep, and he he's the founder of a a, a wallet called Ballet, as in the thing that you you know the dancing the dancing. Yep. And he's, he's made this argument that, that gold at $8 trillion, physical gold at $8 trillion is 50 times the worth the amount of Bitcoin. He predicts a flippening within nine mm. years. And when the hell did he say that? Putting Bitcoin at half a, half a million. And then he, oh, that was, yeah, that was at the end of last year. Hmm. And with all the money printing that's happening globally, he says Bitcoin will actually very likely be over a million dollars. And that was November 2019. So, See, my yeah. argument is it doesn't have to flip gold. Gold is going to grow so much because of the money printing and Bitcoin's going to grow as well. And I've always, I've never been a anti-gold person, you know. People like uh, Peter Schiff always try to paint it as it's Bitcoin versus gold. But anyone hmm. who understands hard assets knows, look, they're both hard assets, right? And as Bitcoin grows, gold will grow as well. I don't think it has to eat into gold in order to, to grow to that value. Because again, you know, look at gold's market cap five years ago. What was gold's market cap five years ago? $3 trillion? $4 trillion? It was much less than it is now because the prices have, what was the sure? price of gold four or five years ago? Let's check. I don't think it's changed. Mate, Peter Schiff is making that's Peter Schiff made a <laughs> made an absurd. This will take some editing. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So it's trading now at uh, eighteen hundred dollars an ounce, mm -hmm. uh, which it was also trading at in two thousand eleven. <laughs> okay, now, it is up. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Yeah. So 2019, I mean, I understood. So 2018, 19, it was around 1200 bucks. Okay. So it's climbed like almost it has 50%. Climbed. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It has climbed rather significantly. So the market cap has increased 50%. So say it was 6 trillion. Now it's 9 trillion. Yeah. That would it's be a 50% climb, problem. right? Yeah. So now, of course, there's lots of things keeping gold, you know, where it is. There's a lot of people selling short on it and that kind of stuff, suppressing the price, whatever. There was that uh, interesting thing in Egypt the other day where they found a $1.8 billion um, quantity of gold that they figured was like, I don't know what that's called, a gold vein or whatever, where, you know, and so you come across things like that with gold, 
that will devalue gold because it lowers the scarcity, at least temporarily. Um, of course, Bitcoin doesn't have that problem, right? Bitcoin being we, definitively we know what the scarcity scarce. is. It's yes. a fixed scarcity. Yes. Speaking yeah. of scarcity, this is a seamless transition here. The stock to flow <laughs> forecast, uh, as uh-huh. we all know. So this is the this is the idea that uh, Plan B has um, has a, has measured Bitcoin in terms of as a commodity, and and the way you do that is stock to flow, which means how many years it takes to replace the the existing already dug up stash. Uh, and gold is gold's stock to flow ratio is 52. So it would take 52 years of mining gold to replace, or so to double the amount of gold that, that's. Unless they come across an enormous gold vein like they did the other day. Unless, unless that sort of shit happens, yeah. So he, and so we, in applying the, the stock to flow to Bitcoin, and this all had to do, there was a lot of discussion about this, and I know it's been quite controversial, but there was a lot of discussion about this in relation to the the recent halving because that's when bitcoin's stock to flow value um that's sorry ratio is close to gold it's something something like 47 48 and mm-hmm. now what plan b has done has added silver mm. so he's got gold and silver and he gets I don't know how he's combined the two, but what he gets now is a $288,000 per Bitcoin price given in, in light of the recent uh, halving. And that he, he expects that um, previously it was a hundred thousand by 2024 with this, uh, this is the fourth generation. Do we call that the fourth era mm-hmm. of, yep. of rewards? Yeah. So it's um, he's tripled the, his, his price forecast from a hundred to two eighty eight. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm kind of in the camp that looks at say about a year's time. You were talking about this before, following the having. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at about a hundred thousand per Bitcoin. To me, seems realistic, which might sound ridiculous to outsiders, but if you just do simple math, it's not an inconceivable number, especially when compared to the larger conditions of the market. Um. I think, you know, what's part of that is when we do reach, say we get back to 20,000 by December. Let's say we do that. Okay. The amount of people who will jump back in and buy in retail, it'll be a huge influx because that's the reality of human psychology is, and I, I know this for myself talking to people, they ask me about Bitcoin all the time, right? Uh, you know, I'm sure you have this too. And when it was $3,300, I was saying, buy it now. This is a great time to buy it. It hasn't been this low. If you look at yearly lows, I, I looked up a chart on yearly lows. And uh, yearly lows for 2019, it was $3,360. 2018 was $3,200. Prior to that, 2017 was 780 So in 2018, when it was 3200 that was, relatively speaking, a fantastic time to buy. But none of them wanted to because they're like, oh, no, it's it's going to be worthless. It's going down. It's going down. Right. And, but it, I feel like the yearly lows watching those is actually a pretty good indicator of yeah, climbing. where Bitcoin's going as opposed to focusing on these weird outliers of spikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, and so when you look at that, um, 
people didn't want to buy because it's low price. And when it gets higher, that's when most people go, okay, I want to buy. So I feel that if we do get to that 20K mark, we're going to see a run to 50, 60, 70 within a month's time. It could just be a huge spike and then a fall, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's mob mentality. It's the way people behave in these markets. Do you predict that another, so that would be another end of 17, early 18 FOMO. There has to be another FOMO run when it does reach the next, when it returns to all time high, there will be another FOMO run. I feel that there will be. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Uh, well, again, I, I'm a little bearish for this year simply because of the, the levels of unemployment and the, yeah, the last thing is, people... is hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I don't, not, not for this year. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, I, I am long-term bullish on, on Bitcoin's price potential. Absolutely. Um, I don't think this is the year that people are going to be, uh, people have savings to put into Bitcoin uh, or thinking about anything other than, uh, you know, as George Bush would say putting food on their families um, because there's a, <laughs> there's a pandemic and, and shit, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of stuff going on and there's unemployment's high. I think people are worried about getting through the week rather than dabbling in a highly speculative, uh, bizarre asset that you need to remember 12 words and you can't be, I mean, you know, it's still a little bit hard it's to see. It's very clunky still. Yeah, it's very clunky and a, a, a retail race to get into it. I, I just don't see it happening in this economy, in this macroeconomic. As you know, I'm more Yeah, it could take longer than what I was saying. I was saying, you know, December, but I mean, who knows? It could take another year like we were saying. Well, point I mean... Being, my point being, when it reaches that all-time high, there will be FOMO buying. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably would agree with you on that. And Mike, well, as you know, Mike Novogratz has said he's going to hang. <laughs> so Tim Draper is going to eat a raw egg if yep. his prediction doesn't come true. John McAfee is going to eat the, uh, the, the, the big boy on live TV. If his prediction he's already, he's already backpedaled out of that. Always. He's going to do it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. He's said many times. Now, oh, I was just joking. You know? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he said, what are you talking about? A million dollar Bitcoin's ridiculous. Give me a break. Like, yeah. He's like, people couldn't tell I was joking. I wonder if he's going to be Kanye West's Veep in November. That would be... That'd be I, would vote for, I would vote for West uh, McAfee over Trump and Biden. Like, that's a slam dunk. Like, who's, who's the least insane of that? <laughs> um, Novogratz. His, so his, uh, his thing is a little bit less, I mean, come on, Mike, you can do better than this. He's going to explain, explain what's he going to do. If Bitcoin doesn't hit 20 K in 2020 and bearing is in mind, he's just partnering up with Bacht to offer yes. white glove services to institutional that was investors. Disappointing. <clears throat> he says he's going to hang his spurs. Now, if he just means get out of the game, I'm not sure if he means I'm going to get out of the game or I'm going to eat eat a body couple of body parts that are hanging, you know, you know, John McAfee style. I'm not sure, but I, I guess hang his spurs means he's going to exit the. Uh, he's going to get bored with it and exit the industry. I don't. I don't see him doing That's that. That's what now, the expression means. I don't know if he was being hmm. literal. You know, 
he's gonna go hang some boots up outside his house or something. I don't know. Oh, because uh, you're from Alberta, you've got all the the cowboy slang, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing that kind of factors into this argument, and uh, mm-hmm. it comes from the whole kind of big block fork and all that stuff. That now we can clearly see. You know what? Bitcoin doesn't need big blocks. Um, it needs layers. which it will get. It doesn't need them. People will make layers, right? Yes, it's a small block and yes, it's it's relatively slow, but there are layers that are being built on it and Lightning is a perfect example. And every day you see more and more applications of the Lightning network that are genuine, feasible, working applications of the network. And they work quickly and they work easily and they're easier to deal with than real settling of physical bitcoins and there's wallets out there that work great now and uh my argument there being i feel that over the course of the next five years bitcoin's going to eat a bunch of these altcoins it's just gonna consume them they're gonna become a layer that runs on bitcoin similar technology right You've got the competing technologies saying, oh, we're going to be able to do this better than Bitcoin and this technology better than this than Bitcoin. But what's happening is that more and more more layers are being built on Bitcoin that do that task. So if you look at the legacy financial system, you have relatively slow money sitting at the bottom. You know, you try to wire money on a Saturday, forget it. It's not happening. You have to wait until banks are open. It's clunky. But then you have services built on top of that. You have Visa, you have PayPal, you have Venmo. Those are all layer two services built on top of the old legacy financial system. And the same thing's going to happen with Bitcoin. You're going to have layers built on it. They're going to be making it easier to use, making it faster. And you won't necessarily always settle in the Bitcoin itself layer. You'll be up in the higher layers using it for various different functionalities. Yeah, but so my point being, it'll consume that altcoin market, it, which in and of itself will make Bitcoin more dominant and have more value. So it, it will become what the vision was a peer to peer network for transacting, not necessarily with the ultimate beneficiaries of receiving Bitcoin, but receiving what they want. Bitcoin right. is fueling the, the transactions. Sure. You mean look at Ethereum and look at them doing this thing where they're right. wrapping Bitcoin on Ethereum in order to trade it more quickly or whatever. Nobody's wrapping Ethereum on Bitcoin. That's true. Nobody. Why would you? It's the point is to take the valuable get, hard get, asset and trade that. Yeah. You know. Let's get let's get someone to do that. You you, <laughs> you, you talk to Acon, see if he can wrap some uh, Ethereum on Bitcoin. <laughs> Which Sorry. rap are you talking about now? W R A P or that was a that was a terrible joke. That's a bad but, pun. You know, I'm 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 prone to them. The the thing though, Darren, <laughs> is there's the velocity of money argument, right, that stands against all of this, which is actually mm. that we don't want people moving Bitcoin around. We want uh, institutional investors to buy it, keep it, stuff it under their mattresses. We the faster money moves around the lower its value. You've heard the, the velocity value, the velocity of money argument before. So that's what the, uh, that's what the bears would, uh, would say. I, I'm perfectly happy with Bitcoin remaining a clunky, unusable, uh, 
thing that merchants, no merchant in their right mind would accept. Um, but to be a, an, a, a, an investment instrument. Nobody goes to the grocery store with bars of gold. Yes. Right. True. Right. Nobody, exactly. nobody exactly. carries around gold for trade yet. Gold has enormous value and is used for the settlement of large quantities of money. Right. So this whole idea that it has to be the Bitcoin itself, that's this high velocity, highly liquid traded asset. It, it's just a, misdirection in my opinion i agree it, again it's the layers built on top of it that will bring it that utility and it's that's that's fine so i i i agree and i think that's where the mainstream adoption issue misses the point which is that it doesn't bitcoin does not need to be mainstreamified to to get to these numbers to get to million dollar or whatever it's going to get to velocity of money we actually want it to be to move to change hands as infrequently as possible like gold we want it to be we want it to be stuck in vaults owned by mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. people with you know owned by billionaires and mm -hmm. and never move well and the beauty of it being when you look at the gold standard years ago that was something that it was declared by a government they're like our money will be tied to this much gold right and it was kind of a an enforced standard. The Bitcoin standard needs no such enforcement. It just happens because people recognize its value and they're willing to trade on it. And it doesn't need any government party to say, okay, this is how many dollars you'll have for this much Bitcoin. It doesn't require anybody to enforce that, which is the beauty of it. It is the beauty of it. So we're going to get, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm liking your argument that you can see, you can see a hundred thousand. I say, I'm saying in, I'm saying in, by the end of 2021, I think we will see it past that point. I think next I year that, is the year. Yeah. I, I think it, I, I'm looking at 18 months out of the, the previous halving, which is, which gets us to toward the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I do see some bearish stuff happening in the short term here. I think we can see ourselves back into the six thousands possibly over the next month or two maybe a few months based on um, just uh, things like MACD indicators, trading indicators, uh, bearish uh, climate. The fact that all these mining companies are struggling, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, there's going to be more and more difficulties there with uh, some of these possibly collapsing. Like Bitmain is seeing a lot of competition now. Mm -hmm. um, generally though, in the long term, competition will cause things to improve right but there's a little bit of a period here that we might see some pullback right okay okay so bloomberg yeah. bloomberg recently is on your um on your side suggesting it could soar to soar to twenty-eight thousand uh in, in this year yeah i do feel that passing uh, the 20,000 mark is very reasonable this okay. year. And when it does again, like a, you know, it will run following that because people, uh, follow people them on people that. follow yeah. the crowd. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a slow and steady climb in some ways, but it has these moments of panic and FOMO that cause these crazy, uh, rush in behaviors. Right. So it's an think interesting scenario. 
do you think that um because i mean hugo's hugo from lgo last week was uh quite convinced that what will drive the price in the end is the is big money do Hmm. you see those guys fomoing in if if it doesn't need no no i think it's the retail buyers that do the fomo stuff right it's you know the smart money they're just slowly going to accumulate but when you look at places around the world where they're starting to be more concerned about okay what's my financial outlook here you know uh look at lebanon now look at these countries where the currency is collapsing well you've got people it's a global currency so if you have a region where people are starting to feel fearful about their stability of their finances they might go, you know what, I'm just going to put a few hundred bucks in Bitcoin just in case, you know, for, it can be for the simplest things. It could be so that they have groceries, you know, like it doesn't have to be a huge yeah. amount, but you take that and multiply that by hundreds of thousands of people all over the world doing that. You know, it can increase the demand quite a bit. Because remember, we talk about 18 million Bitcoin. There isn't 18 million Bitcoin in circulation right now much probably 10 million of those bitcoins are are sitting somewhere that they're not going to be touched by anybody whether well, it's yeah. that they were lost or someone's numbers. just stored it away for years yeah right? so it was recently i believe chain analysis recently released figures uh recently released figures they they count about 3 million as lost mm-hmm. about uh 11 million as being huddled correct in the, in the parlance of our time leaves you with like maybe four so million three yeah three million three million being actively traded right yeah so that's that's a really small amount yeah yeah and there's only three million left to be mined which is exactly the amount that's been lost right um right i mean it's yeah, hard so, to say that they're lost they could just be hodled right we don't really know yeah i mean i'm not sure what, what the what the how chain analysis differentiates between lost Bitcoin Mm -hmm. and hodled Bitcoin. But I I guess it's time spent not moving. Right. But I mean, didn't we just have it? Wasn't that a couple months ago where there was a original wallet that moved and everybody's like, oh, it's Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet and everybody's freaking out about it. Mm. But it wasn't. And, you know, and it was like one of those wallets that they wondered, is this just lost money? It's just this money that's just been abandoned on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think it's probably widely assumed that a, a couple of million have been probably lost. Oh yeah, I, mean, it, I would say so. Yeah. Especially in those early days when people were just, you know, tossing it wasn't them worth around, anything, like right. Yeah, for pizza, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so, liking the um. So, I I don't yeah. I'm liking you. I'm liking your predictions. You're a little more short-term bullish or medium-term bullish than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, I would, my, my, if I were to make a definitely not financial advice style prediction, I would suggest that uh, if there were no, you know, and I'm hearing all the caveats, were there no COVID, and mm-hmm. if Kanye West wins the election. I'll make a couple of caveats. Were there no COVID and subsequent, the world's in recession everywhere. Everywhere's recessionary at the moment. Had that not happened, I would be very confident of a, of the, the, the S2F predictions by eight, within 18 months of the having. 
So that mm. gets us to <laughs> what this is September or something, 2021. I'm not quite as confident now, given the macroeconomic situation. I feel that the whole COVID Definitely not disaster. Yeah, I feel that that there's further proof that Bitcoin is extremely resilient when you look at what happened around the world with economies and how, yes, Bitcoin did take a bit of a dive when there was that first bit of a stock market drive and everybody freaked out, mm. right? But it bounced back and it just, it proves its resilience as it just continues to just grow, slowly climb and hold out. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a gradual climb, I think. It can't yeah. be stopped. No, oh, well, I'm, I'm liking it. I hope you're right. Yeah. We'll see, I guess. We will see. Anyway, yeah, I'd be curious what people think. You know, uh, give us your opinions. Say, you know, no, there's no way. Peter Schiff, maybe he'll chime in in our comments. I don't know. Peter you know, Schiff. Get more book you. buyers. Yeah. <laughs> we invite you. We know you're selling a book. It's the end of the world and the zombies are coming. Buy gold now <laughs> and cans of baked beans and, and hide yourself in a bunker. <laughs> but Part buy two. my book. Yeah. Buy my book and the baked beans. Um, <laughs> Peter, please uh, leave a comment on, I know, you know, you, you need the publicity more than anybody. Leave a comment. Uh, tell us what you think about our million dollar Bitcoin predictions, or at least uh, Darren's. But I think we both think it will. It's absolutely not unfeasible. I, I guess that's, if we have a consensus, that's what it is. It could take a long time. I mean, that's an enormous amount of market cap. Yeah, but again, yeah, you know, all market caps are expanding against cash. So, yeah, yeah. And that's, I guess, that's the other argument. If it hits a million bucks, what's a million bucks worth? <laughs> that's anyway? right. It might be like, all right, okay, we yeah, can go out to dinner, guys. I got yeah, my million yeah. dollar Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave another million Bitcoin, dollars of Bitcoin for a tip. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we can. That, it might be another. Uh, we, <laughs> Might have another rush of uh, pizza buyers spending mil a million US dollars on a, on a pizza because a million US dollars about buys a pizza. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. yeah. It has happened. So um, we'd love you all to subscribe. We want to hear what you think about the possibility of million dollar Bitcoin um, and when, why, how, who drives it. Is it, uh, is it adoption in the, in the developing world? Is it investors? Is it Wall Street? Is it, uh, is it just a, a gradual realization among everybody that our money is being debased by our appalling central banks and uh, government policies that's going to drive everybody to accessible hard money that does it? We're interested in hearing from everyone. And please subscribe, like, sound off abuse yeah uh, tone the abuse down you know we can't we're, we're uh, tender souls in many ways i'm very sensitive we're very sensitive yeah yeah um and vegas darren has lost the opportunity this year to go to the world's what is it the greatest outdoor spectacle of nonsense in the world has been cancelled right yeah, he's got about? no idea what I'm Explain. talking about. I do not know what you're talking about. You uh, are you that anti-Calgary that you you're not uh, you're not down with the whole stampede thing? Oh pff, no, I'm not down with the stampede at all. Wow, I, I thought Sorry, everybody. Calgary. 
my God. You might have just, you could have started a civil war, man, between Edmonton and Calgary. I I don't see the point in doing it. I, I go every year because we're there and that's what you do when you're in Calgary. And it's... I like steak, you know. So I'm not like some kind of, you know, anti-animal cruelty, whatever, dude. I'm not like, you know, what's it called? What's that big uh, organization? PETA? Yeah, I'm not like that. But I don't know. I don't need to go watch people do stuff like that to animals (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The rodeo thing. I must admit, when I first watched it, it was a little, I thought, geez, this is kind of like the rope around the, the sheep and the, you know, the getting yeah yeah tying their legs up and turning them up flipping them on their backs it just feels unnecessary to me i mean i know it's a part of the whole process you know it just you know i'm not gonna go pay to watch it just like i'm not gonna go pay to watch people butcher an animal you know but i'll eat it (laughs) john mcafee we'd love to hear from you we're also not going to subscribe to netflix if they announce that john mcafee uh eats eats the eats the big one uh so we wouldn't pay for that. We wouldn't pay for rodeos, but we'll, we'd love to hear from you um, about uh, your own million dollar Bitcoin price prediction. So yep, everybody, we'd love to hear Peter Schiff, John McAfee, sound out below. Wendy O, we'd love to hear from you as well. Um, that was another episode of the Crypto Radar podcast where the radar is firmly fixed on crypto and where Vegas Darren has expressed his complete lack of disappointment for the fact that the uh, the Calgary Stampede was cancelled this year due to COVID. Couldn't care less. He couldn't care less. Well, I mean, I feel bad for people losing their jobs. That's not a good thing. Are you kidding me, mate? They, the thing's run by volunteers. I didn't pay anybody. Is that right? Yeah, they sacked their volunteers. <laughs> okay, well, whatever <laughs> then. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again, folks. Make sure you subscribe and like and uh, leave, leave your comments. Right on.